You're not my man. You're not my man. You're a genius. What's going on, everybody? Just for YouTube and later videos' sakes, I'm going to talk my shit. I'm John D. Contradiction. You are now joining the comeback of the Not Your Man's interview process. We used to call it the Who's Man series when we get people on here and talk our shit. I'm joined with Reckless today. He is. Let's go. These. We're going to be running these. Me and Reckless, we're going to be taking care of these bad boys. But um, we got two artists here. Both of you guys can go introduce yourself. We're going to start off with Brycon. Hey, what's up? Yo, my name is Brycon, producer out of Frisco. You know, Gary. <laughs> your favorite. You love you mm-hmm. love your love your hoods, bro. Uh, you love anything within a radius of your hoods. Yeah, there he is. Yeah, I'm saying. <laughs> Bridges, beaches, and bridges. Exactly. What's going on? <clears throat> All right, you gave it to this stuff. What's going on, man? Professor Gable, San Francisco, California, watershed. Hello. What is good, brother? All right, so we're gonna get right into this interview real quick. So, starting off, how did you guys first get into music? Where wants to go first? Uh, let's see. I mean, what in the music? He said, how do we get into music? Mm-hmm. How did you start before I mean, Brycon. Let me see. Like, my dad is a musician, you know, so I always had, like, instruments around the house. And, uh, you know, even though, like, my mom didn't play music, she always, you know, encouraged me, put me onto a lot of good music as a kid. And I would be at, like, you know, festivals and you know, clubs and spots, studios all the time. So I just always wanted to make music. And as soon as I could, I tried to like, you know, I struck out on my own trying to do it. So. Okay. That's true. I'm going to just throw it out there. That's a wide range of music. You went from mama (laughs) showing some stuff, which is probably classic to (laughs) festivals, which we know what kind of music we have in that though, depending on the festival to clubs. We know what plays at clubs. You got to give us up. <laughs> oh, I did cover a lot of ground there. Well, you know, my mom is from uh, my mom is from Detroit, so she grew up on like Motown and stuff. Nice. And my dad is like you know a folk musician, so yeah, these festivals are more like little, you know, little like you know little affairs in the woods with a bunch of you know folk singers, stringy looking, stringy looking, half dirty white, <laughs> you know, more like that. Feel it, feel it. Hey, what about you, Gabe? Like, how did no, you? No, I might have lost you all for a second. Sorry. I oh, know you good. Yeah, you good. <laughs> all right, so, so Gabe, so yeah, I mean, this? yeah, this is Gable, man. I um, I've, I I started like doing music through my brother Cypher. Four. He's like, you know, he's a cool. He's like my older brother, kind of. And he was already doing music for a minute when I was like a kid and kind of just put me on to different like golden era hip hop, you know, like it kind of caught me up with it and stuff like that. And then showed me that he rapped and stuff. So I was just kind of like following him like low key while I was like 12, 13 years old. And then when I was like 16, 17, I really started rapping again just based off the 12 13 year olds like you know knowledge or whatever and uh you know and then when i was 18 i started making music so Good it shit. just kind of was sequential or whatever okay yeah you've been a student since yeah. the beginning. You know I mean, that's, how, that's as, as organic as it gets 
you find that sound, you find something that you just gravitate towards. Yeah. So, I mean, you, you just got to keep going. I'm not wrong with that. I respect that. Yes, sir. And uh, how did you guys decide right on your on, rap man. names? Right how do you gave like how did you start with your rap name? And are you a professor of any kind? And am I a what? Professor of any kind. Do you have any PhDs? <laughs> He's asking yeah, about you. I, I just I I just know everything. So that's it. You know, <laughs> everything I say is just extremely valuable information. But uh I got my name, same thing, like, through, like me and Cypher, just, like, fucking around, like, you know, fucking around with lettering, per se, you know what I mean? And, like, the visual aspect of art, and they, you know, just the word professor, he was just, like, fucking around with that, like, trying to make a name for me and stuff like that. And I didn't really mm. catch on to it then, but then later when I decided to like make songs and shit and have a rap name, I just did Professor. And my last name is Gable, so Professor Gable. Also, my dad is a real professor, and his name is oh. Professor Gable. So it's just <laughs> oh, like okay. I'm allowed to say that too, you know? There you go. You're a junior. So it's just the credentials are elsewhere. But it's like a there, business, you know? like Professor Gable and son. You just like, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> didn't mention that part. Exactly. Yeah. And what about you, Brad? Exactly. How did you set on your rap name? Oh uh, man, I, me and my homie were like looking at, like just looking for the biggest rap names you could get. And I stole my name uh, from a movie. And then over time, I just like whittled it down syllable by syllable uh, to just the ass end of it, Brycon. Oh, what movie was that? <laughs> uh, it's called uh, City of Lost Children. Hmm. Yeah, and like the joke was on me. Like these, you know, this word I picked out was ended up just being like a long Latin name for a fish. So in the end, it was just like <laughs> totally ridiculous, you know, bad decision making. But I stuck with it. What can I say? You know, the results speak for themselves. Yeah, well, name stick and stick, bro. You know, so we got to go with you. That's a good origin story to a name, though. I mean, sometimes people give us some strange ones, man. Like we've had, you know, people who something that they were just named as a kid because they had weird eating habits. Some are like, people just use the fucking Childish Gambino Wu-Tang generator way and shit like that. So, hey, if you got a good funny story behind it, it was you working on something and it turned out to be a fish. I'm not mad at that. No, I agree, but man, you you got something with the whole like people, uh, like using, you know, they get they get bullied as a kid and like that becomes their like rap name or yeah, something yeah. like that. Like, yeah. it's weird how, uh, People, I don't know what the opposite of a term of endearment is, but like people try to flip a negative into a positive, you know, that, that could be tight. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's good too because you own you own it. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, back backwards and forwards at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's hell hard to make a name like that. Yeah, uh, so I'm not gonna do what it. Was, uh, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Right, so how did how did you decide to become a producer, and what was the first piece of equipment that you uh, got your hands on to get started? You know, I think when I just started making music, I was just like trying to do every rap thing you could do at once. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was making beats on like uh, with like some live instruments and like a crappy like a Boss drum machine. But the first thing I really bought to make beats was a, a rock and play sampler. It was like this little thing. It was like made for guitarists mm. to like just get like, a, it's re- kind of ridiculous to say this, but like the idea was you like loop a, a 
lick from a guitarist and then you could slow it down to learn it. But that doesn't really make any sense because like once you slow it down, like the notes instantly change. But anyway, that was the idea. And it didn't really like trick. It wasn't like it all for making beats on, but you could take two loops and not play them at the same time, but you could like record them to something else. So, it, you know, I've got, I would use that in a four track. Oh, this nice, is, you know, nice. in 1943. Mm. <laughs> you know, I was hey, that's over, bro. I was stationed in France. The beat making technology is very slim. <laughs> oh man, I couldn't imagine yeah, like getting rough. a hold of stuff you need. You know what I'm saying? It was rough. I, I'm curious. What are you using now? What are you? Uh, what are you producing on now? I use the MPC 2000, so pretty much like the you know, same era technology. Old school. I, I yeah, it's like 97 yeah. or so. But it's I use some other stuff too. You know, I like. Uh, I'm not like a you know. Uh, genius with different machinery but like i can fuck around and make a beat on just about yeah. whatever it just kind of takes a little more time but honestly i think if you and hey why is it called a 2000 they have they're <laughs> like bad. good question the, the way they put the numbers in order makes no sense actually. makes no sense at all okay i'll tell you the way they did it uh every time they made a new npc they would be like what's the most futuristic number right now <laughs> Yeah. So Yo, in like '96, just calling it an MPC 60 sounded super futuristic. But even just a few years later, they had to call it something different. So they're like, "Well, what about 3,000?" And then there was nothing more spacey sounding than that. So they had to go back to 2,000. Sure, they're on the Xbox. Where they don't know what to name their style. Xbox One, Three Six. Exactly. Oh, they <laughs> throw fucking dark. That's such a good question, and like the great conspiracy of. Uh, electronic music mm. yeah they can get away with it though yeah just number like number whatever why not more random of a number like right. it was like a grenade or whatever like a43 <laughs> they can do that they got, they, got like the, they got all the name recognition with the a, a kai you know yeah Straight up. and gabe so Ma what makes you decide to pick up the pan <laughs> sorry i'm just talking ah. to this guy over here sorry about that <laughs> you gave up there you go. So yeah, great. So what made you decide to start rapping? You know, pick up the pen and start making your own music. Uh, like I said, you know, Syph. When I was younger, uh, he kind of he was rapping, so he was just showing me like how he did it, and I kind of just like, you know, picked it up that way. And later on, really took it more serious when like uh, I got linked up with. Equipto and Solidarity Records and I put out like my first EP doing, you know, fucking with them and then you know, since then I've just been putting out hella music with The Watershed and Scythe nice. and, uh, you know, Old Soul Collective, me and Brycon now, you know, me and Brycon have been working together a lot because of The Watershed we're in that same group mm -hmm. and all, but now we have our own album just, you know, just us us two really but we had the rest of the watershed on it you know but mm -hmm. it's a it's a collaborative double ep you know and it's, a, That's it's very illustrious hell yeah brother and i've never about heard that before you... oh wow not a double ep bro i'd like to ask you more questions about that oh my bad never mind <laughs> <laughs> it's all good, bro. So talk to me about the watershed. So how did you guys link up with the lot with watershed? Oh, we lost watershed. Oh, back on yeah. like a he's a, that's part of his act. 
the watershed <laughs> the watershed was uh basically started by equipto and you know it was kind of just like an idea that uh we'd all come together sort of you know making art under the same umbrella and kind of under the same vision you know and uh we were just rocking like that for a while but we naturally like about six seven of us stuck stuck together you know and made consistent songs and that's when we became a group the watershed you know and we put out an album called the watershed and then we put out an album called uh don't forget your welcome no that was love one. and right on and yeah and we've been doing like lots of shows specifically like you know equipto putting us on a lot of his shows all over the country <clears throat> yeah the watershed yeah. has been you know amazing amazing story so far yeah it's one of the oldest shout the out most uh, consistent collectives out there oh uh, yeah Thanks. i appreciate I mean, that uh, we're pretty consistent how old are we like six we're like six years old yeah it's that's like fucking that. crazy Hell yeah! But shout out and, to uh, you know, uh, Mo- mm-hmm. go ahead. Go ahead, bro. <laughs> no, just, so I just want to ask, like, uh, um, like, how did you first get into the uh, the water? So, like, how did you like first get step in the door? Um, I think like uh, I, I kind of met. Equipto through just like uh, mutual friends, um, and then we all sort of uh, we met just kind of like hanging around uh, the mission and uh, building around some like police brutality and uh, issues in, in, in San Francisco that was happening like you know around 2016 and like obviously it's like continued. You know, we're not necessarily like activists, but uh, you know, we're connected to a community of, of people that have like, you know, just been trying to present some kind of uh, resistance to like the ongoing police violence, no, education, yeah. and all the other associated bullshit. You know, that happens in the you hear about in San Francisco and San Jose and everything else. Oh yeah, it's a big problem right now with all the education going on. I do respect that. It does put a lot of like you know issues to light, like the Palestine movement, free Palestine, and like just a bunch of different police brutality subjects that go on in the Bay and anywhere else. So I really respect that part of your guys' uh, collective that you do make an effort to put out that that uh, message out there. You know what I mean? Appreciate it, man. Is there, yeah. And uh, how would you guys describe your styles? No doubt. Hmm. Um, man, I don't know. I use words like uh, like grimy. grimy like mm. grainy stony trippy you know yeah gabe was more like you know stoic you know witty you know what i'm saying fucking stoic uh, gluttony yeah stoic mm. gluttony that's excellent yeah you know uh what else you know like i think we do a lot of like you know pensive and contemplative you know so we have a lot of styles you know okay. basically mm-hmm. okay speaking mm, of uh yeah. Just to dive into the whole concept of like styles and anything like that. Have you guys ever dabbled into anything not necessarily hip hop? Well, let's see. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I, I've done some uh, 
some like R and B, and uh, you know, like my instrumental music will get pretty weird, but it all kind of comes from the hip hop place. Good shit. Yeah, I'd say um, like, I'd say not really, but but like I could, you know. Okay. I feel like I yeah, could we, do some other stuff. I mean, to be music. fair, like I could definitely do like some. I didn't mean to cut you off. Go no, on. No, go ahead. I was gonna say like we do be bullshit and singing, you know, like you know, some like uh you know, some Cole Porter, you know, some uh Rogers and Hammerstein, you know, we got you know, we are familiar with the classic American songbook, obviously. You know, mostly where rap is, you know. Okay. Hey, I figure I ask. I mean a lot of listen time, to a lot of shit. Yeah. And see that's what I'm saying. A lot of times like artists just in general, just to expand that, you know that artist mindset you, you got to hear other things you got to get influences from other things but sometimes you know you hear it so much you're like yo maybe i want to try some other stuff you know what i'm saying like that's i feel like that's something that even if it's bad <laughs> even if whatever you try is trash <laughs> it's an experience and it teaches you a valuable lesson you know what i'm saying like you you can then feel like yo i got a extra little weapon that maybe if i tweak it enough i could throw this on top of some hip-hop shit not in a like corny Jay Z Lincoln Park type way, but on some like you know, <laughs> something legit, you know, not getting a rock yeah. type shit. I like that. Yeah, I'm well, pretty open yeah, to like really. whatever. Yeah. You know, with the even with the like, you know, within the hip hop context or whatever, we're definitely like always trying to add stuff to our sound, whether it's some like, you know, just new producers and new collaborators or, you know, more, uh, you know, more scene type vocals and live instrumentation in the mix, but, you know, like, like with the watershed record, we had a lot of producers and a lot of MCs. So it, it enables you to go like multiple directions at once without, yeah, like you said, making it like a really cheesy ass collaboration that like nobody really wanted and like, you know, things feel forced, you know. So we just like in a in a in just in the natural way, we try to bring in, you know, people around us and people we might admire for a collab. But like, yeah, you know, with this record, we didn't really planned it out but we pretty much just have you know our like homies or the features you know mm. yeah Definitely. but they're all hella dope so it's cool there you go hey that's part of the collective you can't just put a group together with a bunch of you know fucking nobodies and people you don't know there's no chemistry you just got a whack ass group you need to have that kind of love <laughs> <laughs> that together exactly hell yeah it makes so a talk to me about sure. uh sure. Uh, talk to me about the music scene in Frisco right now. Like, how do you see it? Because it's been through a many phases throughout its history, you know what I'm saying? So, where do you see it right now? In a good place? Or do you think, like, you know, it could, you know, be better? Did the city have hit it affected too much? Big stepping. <laughs> in two words. Big stepping. <laughs> Big stepping. <laughs> Big stepping. Yeah, you know, what that mean? <laughs> That's the music scene <laughs> in San Francisco right now. Big step is Stunnerman <laughs> 02's Big Steppin'. It's the biggest song ever. Yeah, it's pretty much the big thing in San Francisco it. right now, you know? Um, yeah. I mean, I, we're in, like, a beautiful place with, with the music. on the West Coast. That, too. Mm. Um, you know, it's amazing, amazing music coming out of Frisco and the whole Bay. You know, like there has been for, you know, the last 10, 20 years. You know, we just need, you know, we just need, uh, you know, to continue in the same direction, people all, like will always pipe up with the same, like, there's no unity. 
uh, no one ever makes it out of the bay. There's all this stuff that people say that like isn't actually true. Like people make it out of the bay all the time, and people yeah. collab and support each other. You know, all, bad shit is always going to happen, but like you can't yeah. characterize it in some bullshit negative way because it's yeah. just not true. Like you look around and it's not divided up by uh, style or sound or anything. You know, it's like <laughs> there's a lot of fucking love and uh. And there's, you know, like, no matter what kind of shit you like, you could find it coming out of Frisco right now. So, I mean, you know, we just need a, we, it's like we all need a million dollars and then we just be set because we, because we would probably pour it all into our projects and shit. You know, we would be like crushing the fucking game. But, you know, yeah, if New York and L.A. want to set is up definitely in a really empty good. store here. You know, they could run a label, my bad G, but uh yeah, you know, <laughs> tons of music here. They just need to come out here with the checkbook and the ink. Yeah. It's kinda hard though, because with the gentrification people moving now, there's new foreigners coming in that don't really like have, you know, that drive that, that connection to the bay, to the first goal. Like, you know, the original people who used to live there are, you know what I'm saying, like you don't really get that necessarily that kind of drive. Like the old school people people had Oh man. We got my man. He buzzed out. We got Brightcom buzzed out. That's them phone calls. <laughs> they getting phone calls and yeah, all that. It's it crazy. Oh, okay. At least it's, at least I'm not the only one. I feel better now. Yeah. No. Yeah. Reckless is is his froze. <laughs> that's that. That's that phone action, man. That's that phone action. I'm over. That's yeah. why I do the computer thing. Nah, but I mean, hey, to keep it rolling with that. So I'm very interested. So. In what's going on as far as you guys are seeing. So I'm from Long Island. I'm from New York. And one thing that we do have, there we go, he's back, is when it comes to our scene, there's no there's no unity, but it's not necessarily like um it's not like for you, I can tell there's a lot of scenes where it's like people are lying, like, oh, there's no unity. But the thing with Long Island is everybody's pretty snakish, and it's usually the cats who leave right after they perform, you know, and they don't talk to nobody, they don't hang out at the show who's like, yo, there's no unity. And that kind of energy right. just it, it, it's contagious. So a lot of Long Island, like you'll find small little scenes, but then they start to click and then they start to get a little, you know, head of steam. Like, nah, we had 20 people at our show. So now we charging anybody that's not part of the team. And it just it, it, fu- it fucked up Long Island. You know what I'm saying? Like there's we don't get that many shows like we used to. And it's <laughs> it's crazy, you know, so I want to know what's y'all seen like compared to that hearing about that. Um, man, our, man our show I'm gonna say cool, like bro. the scene. Hold yeah. on, hold on. Yeah, <laughs> the scene that I feel like the scene that I feel like I'm a part of is very uh thriving. You know, nice. Like it's like people show up to the shows that we do. Like kind of no matter what happens. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes it's the same people, but I think it's a good thing, you know, because, like, they're, like, you know, you want to grow genuine fans or just friends or whatever, supporters, you know what I mean? Like, so I think that it's just, like, it's really good. We, you know, we travel together in mass to do shows, you know, so I, I'm, I'm pretty happy with the scene that I feel is in the Bay Area right now. Like, there's a lot of different scenes, you know, but the overlap is pretty effortless, you know? You know what I mean? Like, there's yeah. a lot of different, like, s- scenes. Like, there's a, lo- a lot of people don't know about each other, but, like, it's – you you know pretty quickly if if you can align. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's fire. I mean, yeah. 
That's fire. I mean, that's how I think that's how it should be. I mean, that's very reminiscent of like the old school days when people would just all travel out because that that was just the movement. That was the wave. Nowadays, it's more a lot of people want to, you know, be cool and all that bullshit. So it takes away from it. And then you got like fucking these young kids just showing up to shows on drugs and shit. <laughs> but hey, you know, I fuck with that. There's dope to hear yeah, too that. Many drugs. Scenes. Too many drugs, bro. But it's dope to hear that there's scenes out here. We actually talked to a couple of cats from like upstate. They got a fucking strong booming movement. And it's like there's people out here out there who want to support, who want that kind of environment. But it's like you know, why, why can't people keep that shit going? You know what I'm saying? Like, why can't people keep it together? And that's where like the, the money side and like the venue side and all that shit fuck with it. So it's cool to see you guys traveling in mass and doing shit like that. Like that's how you're supposed to do it. You're supposed to fucking represent. There's no reason why you should go to a place that's next to your hood or, you know, travel somewhere else and not bring your fucking hood. You know what I'm saying? Like you're supposed to represent and that's going to make the show yeah. better. Oh, definitely. Yeah, when, you, when you got more support like that, it only gets bigger and bigger. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, how it goes. Yeah. So, what is uh, the main goal of me that you guys want to achieve, either either individually or as a collective? Brad. Yeah, I'm thinking about that one. Um, <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm just trying to like be a better musician, and and you know, like express myself and kind of like uh give you know other artists a boost and opportunity when i can you know i'm always like yeah. as a producer you want to always like bring out the very best in somebody and it doesn't necessarily come from a competitive place it's more just like a it's just a drive you know you want to find a sound and the level of like comfortability for people and you want people to like uh you know like stretch their boundaries um and and you know just like make music from a i don't know like a good place but maybe just like a fucking you know kind of like a raw raw like a a real honest like yeah i I want i was like trying to think of a cooler word than honest and i think i came up with a lamer one but uh basically that like you know you like there's always like a fine line of like trying to say something that'll or saying something that will like really connect with people and being like corny. So you don't want to, you know, you want to like make this fucking, you just want to like make something you can be, you know, proud of. And like, you know, yeah, I don't know. Just keep at it. You know, as long as you're like making music that makes you want to make more music, you're contributing to your own vicious cycle of fucking music. That seems like that's enough for me, you know? And what about you, Gay? What makes you like, you know, what what is your goal? My goal, man, is to just, you know, it's mostly to just continue, but to just like, you know, live extraordinarily, you know, and just like do really well at whatever I decide to accomplish. Like, for example, if I'm going to make an album, I'm just going to, like, be like, I'm going to just try and make it sound as exquisite as possible. I'm really into things that are exquisite and great, you know? Yeah. So I, I just, like, you know, I'm, 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 I'm a moment guy, you know? Like, I'm not a big, like, I want to make hundreds of millions of dollars guy. Like, I think I want to do that by accident somehow. 
Um, but like, I want to. Yeah, the best way to do it. <laughs> but I just I want to make great music and I want to act in good movies. You know, I'm also oh, an nice, actor. Dude. So cool. Yeah. How do you get to acting? Like, do you do plays or do you like do like movie skits or YouTube stuff? Well, we're talking. Yeah, definitely. Like, I always was doing plays, like, as a kid up until I was, like, 18. I went to, like, acting school and all that. Nice. And I've done, like, some movies. I've done, like, a couple of movies that are, like, we're we're making some movies right now. Like, good cameras and good directors and people Mm -hmm. who have good phone numbers. You know what I mean? Hell yeah, dude. (laughs) Well, good to have different, like, hats on, you know, different hats. You do music, you do acting. It's all dope. You ever, um, uh, so, you ever cross those hats? You ever try to put like a movie skit or write something? Do a little little voice acting on your projects? Oh uh, yeah, I do that all the time. Like all my projects have that. Definitely, <laughs> they have skits. Like I did an album called "My Room Needs New Light Bulbs." I always have my friend Sky be on my funny guy that I know. Yeah, that's a good actor. He's a funny he's guy. He's a cool guy. You know, and he's also a writer and actor. We both did like appearances in the Homies web series that's coming out. Mm. Got some like regular acting gigs coming out. You know, it's on our record. You know, we have a record coming out in February. Nice. You know, we stuck with a culinary theme for both sides of the EP. You know, it's two double EP, which is I think the first time in history. So a lot of people would talk talking about that but uh you know we try to bring a very dramatic flair <laughs> i would say uh, for our first ep together we really like the cinematography is great and, uh, yes we paid a I union to everybody we had great catering throughout so just want to give a shout out to the lumpia company Lumpia, shout out to Lumpia. That's like bomb as Lumpia. <laughs> um, we're so, very culinary culinary rappers he went I, to a culinary school one that. time to pick up his girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's an experience more than I have. Shit. So uh, tell me about the new double EP, the corner booth. Like whose idea was it and what's the concept of the project? Well, like uh, when, we, when we saw E40 and Too Short put out a double album, mm-hmm. we knew the only way to really give give each other the proper space to navigate on a project would be to make a double EP. So it's a, it's like basically about as long as an album would be, but it's a double EP. Um, but uh, as far as Corner Booth, you know, like we would be doing songs and Gable would be talking about food. And then generally mm-hmm. we would like get food or have some food or talk about yeah. food and get it after we left. Uh, so we like, I think when it came time to name the record, I don't know what restaurant we were in, but we were like, we were just looking around, you know, and then boom, it hit me. We're talking about. You sound like an alien. Mahogany. (laughs) What do you mean? (laughs) Thinking about calling it mahogany leather uh, bench, but like then it this kind of was like a more. It had a bigger umbrella. It contained more of what we're trying to do. So. You know, it's also kind of like, it's kind of crazy to think about a corner booth is crazy because, you know, a booth would be like rounded and you put it in the corner 
It's like a juxtaposition mm-hmm. in architecture, which is another field of study that we have not participated participated in. Okay, okay. And, I think, uh, who's I think juxtaposing is always a good course of action. Hey, not wrong there. <laughs> um, and what features do you got in the project besides the watershed? Oh, we got Ozer. We got. Mm-hmm. Um, we have the individual members of the watershed. <laughs> and we got we got we got Monk HTS. We got MC Pause. We got Site Four. We got Eco- oh yeah, there we go. Site. I started to like Ozer. Hold on, we're missing someone. <laughs> is Jamie on this project? No, Jamie's on the Monk's project. Oh, Jamie's not oh. on this project. That's weird, right? No, Jamie's on the Monk's project. Um, sure. I think no, I think it. that's it. We got like everybody from the watershed. Cypher, Ozer, right? Who's a crazy MC? Um, okay. And we had a little bit of co-production, you know, from this homie Gone that I've done some studio work with. And uh, okay. my homie Chris Haynes, North Carolina, and then uh, Baghead, who's also affiliated with the watershed. No. Yeah, an audio chemistry master. Yeah, nice. And what can we expect from this project, like conceptually? Like, what's uh, what, what kind of subject matter will we be touching on in this project? Besides food, <laughs> yeah, besides food, <laughs> absolutely nothing. <laughs> Mostly, like, you know, like just like attractive companionship uh like lavish experience and like very like you know just deep poetic thought you know as well as like extremely (laughs) perfect extremely perfect sonic foundation like it doesn't sound like anything else the sonic foundation is out of this world uh like you know you gotta imagine like like imagine like you know like garlic sauce at Benihana. Oh, like that's kind of what bro. that album is like. I fucking love that stuff, man. Fuck. This pinkies up raps. Yeah. <laughs> I it was, I was just kiss kind of raps. And uh, oh no, also, uh, what, what, how many tracks can we expect on this project? I know you said it's a double EP. So how many tracks on each like, pro- like each CD or whatever? You know, we had a lot of trouble with figuring out if there should be six tracks on the first EP and seven on the second <laughs> or in the yeah. third. And I would actually, I'm not really sure what we decided. <laughs> it's it's kind of like, it, depend, it depends on if you buy the tape or if you listen to it like on it. Oh, yeah, you listen to the digital, you can split it up however you like. Yeah. <laughs> True that. I just think I'm like, on the playlist. Song. It's kind of like it's kind of like a double double, you know. <laughs> Fair. It's all good. We're going back to the food. Double doubles. All right. So, uh, <laughs> but it it's so it's what? less than it's less than fifteen songs. Okay. Definitely, it's pretty much an album, but it's split in half. Yeah, it's On not as long day. as a traditional album. Yeah. Okay. It's definitely not an album. It's a double EP. Definitely I mean. not an album. It's a double. Yeah, we talked to everybody about this. It's a legitimate thing. It's totally a thing. So, <laughs> yeah, I, we asked people. 
Yeah, I, I talked to people. <laughs> my barber said it was cool. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you never argue with the barber. Lady. Never. And, uh, it is the first one, though. Kind. I ain't mad at it. So, um, what do you hope people get from you guys' music individually? Like, um, yeah, what do you guys hope the listeners get? Well, I mean, like, you know, when like you, when when you you guys drink coffee? <laughs> no, sometimes. Yes. But you get yes. like what happens to people that drink coffee and don't drink coffee, right? So like you know, you wake up, like you don't have your coffee because like the coffee shop's closed, right? Uh-huh. And then you get in your car and like the like your windshield wipers are broken. So like <laughs> you can't get the like shit right off your windshield. But then <laughs> you play That's this so album. Fun. And everything starts working again. Like the coffee <laughs> shop opens and your windshield fluid comes back and like you're driving and 280 clears up. You know what I mean? A little 280. The so sun like, starts out. So it's just, it's that kind of thing. Like, you know, like we're recognizing that like there's, there's tough things going on, but like we're there in anyway, you know? <laughs> We're there with you, um, maybe support you through it or something like that. So, yeah, or or just like not. Yeah, we don't like have to do help. that. <laughs> and like that be the help itself. But we're, we're accessible in like a sort of untouchable way. <laughs> like accessible, What's good about like us? We're not clingy, you know. Is a is a group exactly. We're definitely we're definitely not clingy. Yeah, that's probably like, our issue. <laughs> People want to be our fans. It's like, it's cool to give us your mailing address. I would never go to your fucking house. I discuss this with my fans all the time. I tell them, look, we're not going to go to your house. <laughs> I didn't think we would, but, you know. That's we're good. a safe group to be a fan of, too. I think, like, pretty predictable um, in a long, in kind of like a long, overarching way. You know, I don't I do, like, fireworks. Rollers, roller skating. I don't do uh, what do they call them? Uh, amusement parks. I never swim. I don't hang glide. I don't fly. I don't use boats. You know, use buses, cars, motorcycles. I never walk more than one shoe on. So I keep it mellow. And I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be here for a long time. That's a gable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I try to keep it. Gentleman of his own regard, I would like to, I would like to further posit. For sure. Um, Excuse me. Chaotic. It's all good. We uh we actually we hit that five minute mark. <laughs> yeah. So uh, wrapping stuff up here. Um, what do you? Um, do you guys want to review anybody's song or anything? I thought maybe like we'd all review everybody's songs. I don't know. Did you Gable? I could review a song for you. We could interview somebody else. I don't know, we only have wait, five minutes, wait, so I don't want to... Wait, wait, what's happening? <laughs> I don't want to throw a wrench in the works. <laughs> let's just see what, they have, questions. what questions they have. I have a few questions. Uh, <laughs> it's a, whatever, hey, I'm, I'm whatever works. Tell me, I got answers. <laughs> Go ahead. 
Wild Wild Stars at Long Island actually had some of the greatest rap rap music. So yeah, I was very curious about what you were, what you were saying Rock earlier. But I did from notice, Long Island, right? And I was thinking about this totally unrelated the other day. There's a lot of sarcastic rappers from Long Island. Is that why there's no unity? Well, is it honestly, my from my <laughs> take on being a Long Island cat, there are a lot of sarcastic rappers, but I think it's high key because cats never claimed Long Island. You know what I'm saying? Ooh. Like a lot of artists don't claim like back in the day when they had to they travel. Refer to it, but not say it. They'd be like, "We're straight from the boondog. Don't say where that is." What about like the Long Rock Island and EPMD? See, well, that's what I'm saying. EPMD, Hello, Long Island, but not really talk about Long. Exactly, and people okay. like L won't tell you that he's from Long Island. He don't say like they a lot say of strong island. Queens. I'm from Queens. I'm from the boroughs. That no one ever claims Long Island because Long Island technically is like a, a big ass suburb. You know what I'm saying? So I guess that's just not the the cool wave to go. But a lot of artists just don't paint like they don't show that respect. And then the artists that do kind of get big from Long Island, they also don't get that much. Like Rakim is the goat, but like. Rakim doesn't get as much love as Rakim deserves. EPMD doesn't right. get as which much, is, which is a shame. Oh. RA the rugged man don't get as much love as he deserves. Like there's a lot of fucking Long Island that mm-hmm. just doesn't get that love until they say. Hey, no, I get it though. That's true. It's like yeah. all the bad shit that's also chronically slept on. Yeah, it's basically crazy. Long Island is like the San Jose of New York. I was trying <laughs> to think of it, but it, but I mean, imagine if all that shit came out of San Jose though. I guess so. No, sure, there's been some stuff from there's been some crazy music out of San Jose. I'm even in San. No, it has, it has, it has but like it's not. It hasn't really reached the pinnacle where people would like will recognize that. Like, oh, from San Jose or San Jose is this. You know, it's not really a conversation. You know, maybe you know, maybe Frisco is the Long Island of the West Coast, bro. I don't know, bro. No, people know San Francisco. Yeah, I, mean, I, I say I'm from San Jose, no one knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> the most left on. Interesting though. Nah, first go sound like a good time to me. Sound like y'all doing something right. Long Island died out a minute ago, man. <laughs> like Long Island just went downhill and that was it. Like once it died out, no one cares anymore. Like who's the last Long Island rapper? He don't even claim it. Like Little Tekka or some shit like that. I think that's all we got. And like King Myers, if y'all don't know who that is, he's a ridiculous human. But that's what Long Island has now. He, yeah. if you want to know about King Myers, he lied about having like Pusha T on a track and all sorts of shit. And they mm-hmm. like tweeted it back. And he got famous off of it. <laughs> they were like, "Yo, I don't know who you are," and it blew up. And he's like, <laughs> "He's like a person now." And it's crazy, <laughs> just from lying. Just to end out this uh, this interview, I want to ask you guys your top five favorite artists, favorite rappers. You know, I love well, these. You, you did a good job establishing uh, this one because I definitely put Rock Him as my number one. Um, I do like I could just run the classic fucking uh you know Rakim Kane Goat Goat and then I like uh, I don't know Ghost Goat Five is Five is like everybody else, you know. (laughs) Everybody else you know last one's the hardest one again. Those aren't like the best rappers. You know, four is pretty good. I'm not really good at lists most of the time, so hey, that's a solid list. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, it's hard to say who like who's like your favorite, right? Because it's always like 
different phases of your life that are like the most influential moments of your life right you know so like you know but like i love like kind of like big l or hieroglyphics mm. nas yeah. nice. e40 too short mr fab equipto mr fab uh, still still killing it man People you know just bad. like like I, I can't. You can't like. It can't just be Sean Price. That's probably the. That's probably. Oh yeah. I should have said Sean Price a while ago. Yeah. <clears throat> Sean mm-hmm. Price. Like Big L was uh, like my, my like slash mark five. Thanks. It took a while to get to that. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. What I say? I right, said Nas. Yeah. Good list. Hey, that's not. It's not a bad list. I mean, I think the list is always something that puts pressure on people because then it's like. You got to choose some rappers, too, that nobody's going to judge you off of and shit like that. Like, imagine you come away like, oh, Drake, you know, everybody's going to laugh at you and fuck with you because I do. But hey, it is what it is. But, um, yo, you guys want to give your outros and all that good stuff? I know we hitting that mark. But, um, Brycon, you want to start it off? Let everybody know where to follow you, all that good shit, you know, the hip hop talk and all that stuff. Yes. Thank you. Hey, I want to thank you guys for having us, too. Yo, peace, Professor. Gable. Man, thank you. Record, uh, mm-hmm. Corner Boot mm-hmm. comes out February 10th of this year. We got a single yeah. out for No Slow Water with Monk HTS and Ozer. And uh, you can find me on Bandcamp, mm-hmm. Instagram, Twitter. All the nonsense is Brycon Music, B R Y C O N. And our crew is The Watershed, The Watershed 415, you know, social yeah, media. Yeah. So yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I'm I'm at, at Professor Gable on all the internets. And uh, you know, I just did a um we got the corner booth project coming out next month. Me and Monk got a album coming out, Knee Shore Derves. I just did an EP with Say Hey Kid and I mean with DJ Say and Afterthought. There's just like so many so much great things that you should just look at. It's good. It's good to look at it. You know. <laughs> And um, just go down, go down the road of looking at it, you know? <laughs> That's a fact. Hey, make sure to make sure to send make sure to send me that uh when that new drop happens, we'll get that out the review. I'll do the review shit. I'll fucking review it. Yeah, he'll review it for you all. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That. For the page, you know, fuck it. I'll I'll show some love. Please. But yeah, let me know when that'd that be awesome. Goes. Thank you. Yeah, no doubt, man. No doubt, man. But uh yo, yeah. reckless, you want to close this out, sir? Yes, sir. All right, y'all. Well, thank, I'd like to thank my guests, uh, Gabe and uh, Brightcon, for being part of this interview. Make sure to link down in the description below. Gable. Yes, Professor Gable. And uh, make sure to uh, hit the like, comment, and subscribe to, for more interviews. And also, in the links in the description below, you'll also see all the links where you can see all their music, the social media, Bandcamp, all that. Make sure you purchase the album when it drops. Make sure to go to the show, support them, everything you can. And with that, we out. Hey, peace. Peace out, people. We appreciate y'all.